4: It's Jenkins and Jones presented by FanDuel. The NBA season is kicking into gear and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. The app is safe, secure, and easy to use. FanDuel has exclusive offers, boosts, and more all month long. When you win, you'll get paid fast. FanDuel has lots of ways to play like the spread, money line, over-unders, team totals, player props, and so much more. Jump into the action at any time during the game with live betting and combine multiple bets from the same game in a same-game parlay and try out Same Game Parlay Plus. So, download the FanDuel app today to start making every moment more. Disclaimer, must be 21 and over in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG. Welcome to Jenkins and Jones on the Volume Podcast Network. It's Thursday morning, February 16th, and as always, we're coming to you live on Amazon Amp, 7 a.m. West Coast, 10 a.m. East Coast every Monday and Thursday, and then up on all the other pods after that. Uh, Thanks to you for listening, wherever you're joining us from. As always, Jenkins and Jones, hosted by LeJethro Jenkins, a.k.a. John, a.k.a show up late, ask for a hard out. Nah, you sent me this, I'm looking at the text right now. After
5: I was on here for a few minutes, my nigga. You feel me? So that means I was not 10 minutes late. I love that so you let, 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 let the Jackson, let the record reflect, my nigga. You know what I'm saying?
4: And what's that, Bubba's? <laughs> oh,
5: fuck you, I just like to be clear
4: that you're angrily That's... arguing for being six minutes late, not 10 minutes I, late. I was six minutes late. That
5: makes a difference. You almost are adding twice the amount of time. That is 40% more time, okay?
4: uh dragonfly jones (laughs) aka tyler hey everybody have a good uh tyler with a great quote that he shows up five minutes late to the pod because he knows john is showing up 10 minutes late to the pod and (laughs) he showed up five minutes late
0: for me
5: to show up a minute later and then you add four minutes to my shit nigga but was he correct no i wasn't 10 minutes late nigga neither y'all are right uh i'm cardi b aka
4: mike uh i'm glad we got john all worked up about this that's great that's a great way to start the show uh okay i actually am angry about a sports thing and i I think you guys probably are too so i want to talk about it all-star weekend is coming up uh it's not a particularly exciting all-star weekend to me for a variety of reasons it's in utah um number one the dunk contest, uh, I think, will, could be interesting, but it doesn't have any names, which always sort of hurts that Saturday excitement. But the NBA has done something I think is really genuinely disgraceful, um, and I wanted to talk about it on the pod to start off, which is that Carl Malone has been announced as a judge for the All-Star Weekend uh, for the dunk contest. They said that he was going to be a big part of the festivities. I sort of assumed that they were lying, but he's going to be a dunk contest. Carl Malone impregnated a 13 year old girl while he was a college athlete at
5: 20 years old bro at 20 years
4: old a 13 year old girl
6: and from from his hometown of about 300 so he knew damn well how old that girl was like everyone knew each other there
4: impregnated her and then was absent in the you know as she was raising his child um and You know, I thought we were, I I honestly did think that we were in a different place in this as a society. Uh, I was shocked that they put, they tweeted out a photo of his ugly fucking face. Um, And I I don't know, I I really can't believe this, but I think it's a disgrace for the All-Star weekend. I think it's a disgrace for the NBA. I cannot fucking believe that in 2023 that they're doing this. Um, I'm hopeful that it'll be walked back because people have been so angry about it. But what was your guys' reaction when you, you know... Opened Twitter and saw the NBA welcoming Carl Malone back out there with uh, open arms.
6: I, I just was wondering what the fuck is wrong with the NBA. I don't know if they thought we forgot or we wouldn't care, but that is just a a complete disconnect from how fans feel about this dude. He is universally disliked, right? Like, I'm, I mean, I get the whole you know he's a he's a jazz player and the festivities are at Utah, but fuck all that. Like, I, I know it's between him or, or, or fucking, you know, QAnon, John Stockton, you know, with his crazy ass, who, who's gone off the deep end, too. But you can just say fuck both those guys, right? Like easily. You do, easily. You do not have to invite either one, bro. It's that fucking simple.
5: It's just weird that the NBA seems to be the only people that don't know he's a fucking horrible fucking human. Everybody knows it. But, but what's been really weird, I mean, fuck the NBA. Like, actual normal people hitting me up saying he was 20. She was fucking 13. I don't give a fuck how old he was, nigga. There's, well, there's, there's, there's no really proof. He didn't go to jail. The accusations. There's a whole ass child as proof. Weirdo. Are you fucking crazy, bro? You know what I mean? You want me to fucking for, forget what he did at 20 years old, bro? It's just, it's just insane where people will go to make excuses for these weirdos. But the NBA is just like, dog, everybody knows what he did. You know what I'm saying? And for these normal people to make excuses whatever they're fucking idiots but a whole organization that's wild that is wild as hell man and it's just like dog like it's like you said Mike in 2023 in this climate in this climate you gonna parade this fucking crazy weirdo you know what I'm saying out here come on bro well he did it when he was 20 he's lived some I don't give a fuck Somebody said he grew up to be a Hall of Fame basketball player. Some other person said I talked to him. He was a cool guy. You know, he likes to go squirrel hunting. I don't give a fuck. You weirdo. The fuck they got to with anything, dog. It's just insane to me. Oh, I just I, I can't I can't I can't believe anybody will make any excuses for him. And it's just weird. The NBA continues to just ignore the reality of Carmelo.
4: You know, what I mean, come on, G. It's a weird blind spot to have. He's not essential to anything that they're doing. This is not like finding out that Michael Jordan did something horrible in his past. This is car- no one needs Carl Malone to be a part of festivities, bro. No, Nobody's there. Nobody's like, ooh, Karl Malone, the, the mailman dunk. Oh, man, I remember. Nobody's,
5: nobody has like, who, who who is like talking about NBA basketball in the 90s at his peak? And mentioning Karl Malone, their memories with Carl right. Malone. Oh, it's I can't, you know,
4: NBA Jam with Karl Malone was my shit. Like, yeah, you know, oh, I, yeah. I, like, him and John and I, Stockton, not, bro. I, and I'm not saying well, that if 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 someone more essential to basketball's history had done something horrible, we should excuse that. I'm just saying this should be a fucking layup. Like, there is no Karl Malone-sized hole in any room. You know what I mean? <laughs> no no one's looking around going, damn, I wish Karl was here. Like, that's not a sentence that's ever been said at an NBA function, man. I mean, even if he wasn't a bad human being, having him
5: come by and wave is more than enough, Carl. Than anybody needs, you know what I'm saying? Just walk him out, wave. He leaves this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like that. And you have this, you know, like oh, this predator out here, you know, refing. You know, what I'm saying the, the dunk contest. You know, it's just it just makes no sense. It's 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 crazy. It's 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 literally crazy to me.
4: Yeah. Fuck Carmelo, yep. Malone, fuck the NBA for this.
5: And it's been fuck Carmelo. Malone. How long have people been saying fuck Carmelo? Malone? What? At least at least ten years. You know what I mean? At <laughs> least when, when a Wikipedia NL. launch. Like, yeah. Oh, you,
4: know what I'm saying? you know what I'm saying?
5: Like, I mean
6: I've been there for like Twenty-five years bro. <laughs> like, I mean one of the most swaggerless all-time greats like I was a little kid and I was like this motherfucker is so lame like you couldn't even these impress like eight-year-old shoes. me who was very easily impressed <laughs> you know what I mean I thought this motherfucker with them little weak-ass LA gears and that little whack-ass putting your hand behind your head dunk I thought that shit was so lame as like a third grader <laughs> Tyler
4: still. Th- Tyler still thought they were pulling coins out of his ears and could sniff out that Carmelo was fucking lame.
6: Like, right? And the nerve to put that motherfucker on the dunk contest panel. Like, bitch, that's one of the worst, lamest dunk trademark dunks ever. From one of the worst, lamest, <laughs> terrible fucking, you know, NBA all-time greats, too. So we really like do not a, need a, any of this Put put Putting,
4: putting on the dunk contest is like putting you guys on a, a white actress judging panel. Like, he doesn't <laughs> know anything about this shit, dog. Like, this is not his Who? specialty. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? He's going to see a 360. His eyes are going to fall out of his head. He's not going to have any idea what to do with it.
5: And also the dunk contest, bro, we they probably are struggling getting viewership for this motherfucker. Anybody don't know about anyone it. Like you said, nobody's in it. You feel me? Like, you know, it's, it hasn't well, been good talk about since that. What, Does anyone 2019? else have any other
4: shit they want to talk on Carl Malone or we could talk about I'm the I'm just saying contest. that yeah. and then
5: they're adding Carl Malone to it. It's just so,
4: it's just, it's, it's nonsense. Yeah. So the dunk contest is KJ Martin, Trey Murphy the Three, Jericho Sims, and Mac McClung. Like, even like a Shadon Sharp who would have been like a great dunker, but who's not necessarily a big name. Like they didn't even, you know what I mean? And I, I think, I mean, I'm sure there'll be some good dunks. Um, I think that you know, like, I'm glad they got KJ Martin in there. I think that'll be good. But like, who, who am I? Like this is for the dunk contest is supposed to be a door open to kids and imagination and a wider audience. And this is the most hardcore hoop junkie lineup you could have like how many even casual to moderate nba fans have heard of three of those four dudes
6: i will say this on on another note of why it further needs to be fuck carl malone like i get the whole you need to play up to the jazz you know fan base to the to the home crowd but you've got an undersized white G leaguer <laughs> in the dunk contest that is, Utah is going to eat that shit up right with 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 Mac McClung right the kid is fucking like what six two he's 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 a G leaguer he got bunnies right Virginia hoops legend right I'll like yeah. I, I sip to this kid when he was like 14 15 right he got bunnies he's gonna put on a fucking show no doubt about it but like if you wanted to play to the Utah crowd like bro we're doing some unprecedented shit while by calling up a G leaguer just because he's undersized and white and, and let's right. not overlook that for Utah right Right. They're, they're trying to get their Rudy fucking story here. You know what I mean? And I'm not mad at, at, at Stern for um, not Stern at all. Uh, Silver for that, because there are cool ways that you can play up to your crowd like that. Not that Carmelo shit. Yeah.
5: Yeah. And he's the most popular person in the dunk contest. And he's not even an NBA. You know what I'm saying? He is the most popular athlete in that dunk contest. You know what I mean? But, and I, but I, I, as, 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 like, I think Mac's going to put on a show. I'm not anti Mac being in there, but it just feels so thirsty for the NBA to put a, a G leaguer in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think when it, when it gets to that point, you have to really question, you know, what's really going on with the dunk contest. You it know just, what I mean? It, like,
4: it seems like an obvious year to say, let's try something new. Bro,
5: you feel me? Yeah, I mean, yes. And, I, I don't, I, and, and that seems a little a step further than what should be done. Adding a, somebody that's not in the NBA, in the NBA All-Star dunk contest. You know what I mean? Like, what does he play like? 30 games in the NBA. Well, that was last year. Hasn't played any this year, I do not believe they signed
4: him to a, like. A, I believe. They signed him to a – I believe they signed him to a 10-day for the All-Star Weekend, yes. Just so he could be in the dunk contest? So he could be in the dunk contest. <laughs> <laughs> so,
5: who shot, <laughs> signed him, Silver?
4: <laughs> <laughs> Personally. <yeah. Right. laughs> he picked him up, too. He gave him a ride. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, look, like we, we talked last year. We kind of kicked around different ideas. I, I think that, like, they're being experimentative with the rest of the weekend. Like, the thing I'm most excited for in the entire weekend is the draft,
3: <laughs>
4: like, <laughs> which is something new they're trying that we talked about. Like, that, like, that's cool. I'm excited for that. But why feel the need to stick to the dunk contest format requires superstars? And if you don't have superstars participating in it or Aaron Gordon, Zach Levine's who are going to do superstar shit with the ball, like – right. It's time to look at the format and go, okay, let's find something that fits who is available to us to participate in the dunk contest. That's my opinion on it. And, you know, look, like NBA dudes uh, versus YouTube dunkers, like all the other things we talked about kicked around, all of that would be interesting with these dudes because they could dunk, but you need something different in the format. This is not, you know, like the top two dudes in the league showing down in the finals. Like you just have to do something different in my opinion.
5: I mean, what, what is the benefit of being in the dunk contest these days? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, is there something that people would benefit enough where if they were to lose, it's worth the risk? You know what I mean? You know, I, think, I think a lot of guys just feel like, you know, if they were to not win the dunk contest, it, 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 taking that L – on, on their is, is bad for their brand, you know what I mean.
0: Well, that was so always what
4: that, that was always what was sort of speculated that that was why Braun didn't do it, right? Was that it was like, yeah, it, I mean, it wasn't, worth, yeah, the, yeah, it wasn't yeah. worth the risk to him of of participating and then losing to a dude who was not like a top shelf dude.
5: Also, to me, like Braun's a game dunker, you know what I mean? I i understand, like, Braun now, he's not gonna do he's not a dunker in the sense that Jordan was a dunker at that time, you know what I'm saying? We're like. Jordan was going to do some show off shit. The shit Brian does, it's not going to impress you as much because of his size. And he's not that type of dunker. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, with the cock back, you know what I'm saying, joint that we see, that's like the dunk that we, you know what I'm saying? He rocked the baby a couple of times. We don't see a bunch of like, you know, like slam dunk contest type dunks like Jordan or Kobe would even do, you know what I'm saying? In game, you know what I mean? So I get that. But yeah, I think that's the reasoning. But what, what benefit, what, what, you know, what would they benefit from that would be worth that? that potential loss of the brand, which I don't think is that big. I mean, it, we talked about a one-on-one competition. A lot of people were talking about that. You know what I mean? I think there's a bigger chance of, like, if you lose one-on-one to, like, fucking, you know, if uh, Spencer did what he said he's never lost in once other than KD. You know what I'm saying? If a guy, if Kyrie goes against Spencer and loses in public, that's a bad look for the brand. You know what I mean? I get that. But the dunk contest doesn't seem like it's that bad of a look. You know what I mean? If you were to
6: lose that, it's just it is what it is. But, I, I, it, but that's a per- perception you know what I'm saying yeah. everything's been done a million times over like there's there's nothing new that you can really bring to this shit
4: and the
5: yeah. three point contest is more interesting to me it's been that way for most years which is interesting y'all too. know I
4: love the skills challenge I mean I love me the skill passes. Give me that. Give me give me the I ain't uh, gonna eat, talk shit ooh. about it again because it, it was
5: fun as hell. Like, as <laughs> <laughs> Soon as you said it was true, it was, it was we we clowns ass. Yeah. Uh, called you a Republican, you know what I mean? It you was
4: did, great. you did, yes. Not the worst we thing wrong, someone's though. been was called wrong. a Republican over on the show, but <laughs> I, yes. I was wrong. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, I mean I just I, I think that, like Tyler said, it. The other aspect of this that we don't talk about is when we were little kids watching the dunk contest. You would have a couple. You know, you'd have some dunks in games. Some we barely had Sports Center though, and we certainly didn't have YouTube. So if you're oh. trying to make a pitch to Vinny and his friends, elementary school kids now. I can go watch. They could go watch the Aaron Gordon Zach Levine dunk contest. They could go watch the great any good dunk anyone's ever done on any park in the history of digital media. It's difficult to compete with that with a time on the clock uh, and four guys in one arena who are feeling the pressure. So I think to me, you almost have to bring back superstar level dudes, or just let it die, or figure out a new format because there's just not a a point. And I think. The worst part is that Saturday is supposed to get everyone excited for Sunday, and it feels like the opposite. It feels like everyone's just kind of sad about the dunk contest at
5: this that's point. That's the off day, bro. That's <laughs> the off day. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the day I don't pay attention to All Star Weekend. I mean, with well, that, that particular event, at least. You know what I mean? But uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's interesting. But like, like there's, there's people making money off of being good dunkers alone on YouTube. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? There are professional dunkers out here that are making bread off of that shit. So like it I guess like, hey, you know, you know, you get a superstar in there, Zach Levine, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, Levine went and did this dunk, but I I saw flight so and so so and so do that, you know, and a seven twenty. You know, like, yeah. So it's 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 kinda hard to impress these kids these days.
4: Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, there is the draft on Sunday, which I'm very excited about. Are you guys uh, tuning in to see if uh, if anyone gets visibly
6: butthurt about their <laughs> draft order at the All Star Picks? V- very, very much looking forward to who's gonna who's gonna be the last guy selected. <laughs> I think mean, I think all of us are in for that shot in fruit right there, right? So yeah, man, I'm, I'm thinking it's probably gonna be Triple J. Unfortunately, I hope they zoom in though. So we'll see. <laughs> Please give us all the angles on the, on the heartbreak. I'll
5: be feeling bad for motherfuckers, man. <laughs> I hope it's not a young all-star. If it's an older all-star, somebody's been in the league for a while, Was more set, you know what I'm saying? That's cool. But if you're
4: new, new, to, new to the all-star game and you catch that L like that,
5: that's going, that's going, that's going to hurt
4: me. I ain't going to lie. You're going to throw up the awkward awkward cool guy thumbs up or something? Just yeah. like, All righty. <laughs> <laughs> Do a twenty-three-year-old,
5: twenty-two-year-old being the last person picked in the draft. That's going thats that hurts.
4: Should be if the crowning. Like, it should be the crowning moment of your life to that point, and Right, right, it's just right. Like, uh, I if you're like twenty-nine, it can be again. like,
5: "Fuck these niggas man." You could think that. You know what I mean? If you like,
4: you twenty. If you twenty-three, that's gonna hurt, dog. You know what I mean? Um. Uh, all right. Well, I guess speaking of feelings getting hurt, uh, <laughs> I want to talk about the the social media dust-up between uh, Juju Smith-Schuster uh, and the Eagles. Uh, you know, obviously, full disclosure, uh, close with Juju and his family. I certainly have a rooting interest in, uh, in in this. But let me just say this, bro. What specific moment in the development of social media did professional athletes get so fucking sensitive? Like, you lost the Super Bowl. The, the people who win a championship Get to talk shit That's the reason we have championships That's the reason that sports were invented If you win you get to talk your shit If you lose Don't go on social media going Well this
6: isn't cool bro You know you don't have to do this All right, Win with dignity <laughs> Win with dignity <laughs> That's so Representing funny the city of Philadelphia Win with class bro listen listen like 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 when that whole shit went down i tweeted out like if you're thinking about feeling sorry for eagles fans don't okay because eagles <laughs> fans would not feel sorry for y'all eagles fans would have fucking showed up in in droves in ref uniforms for their victory parade and some shit like that happened, right they're those types of assholes you know what i mean so but i will say this you know we, we've had some republican round ball takes from me i feel like this is going to be a bit of a gop gridiron take <laughs> for me here <laughs> I think that Juju kicked Bradbury a little too much while he was down, right? I feel like if Bradbury didn't own up to it, if he was like, nah, it wasn't a hold, you know, if, if he was, you know, running from it, I feel like that's fair game. But Bradbury manned up, said, bro, it was a hold. I fucked up. He owned that shit. And I felt like, you know, Juju just piled on a little too much there with that one. I think the
5: thing is, it was funny,
6: but it wasn't funny enough.
5: You know what I mean? If it was a little funnier, I don't think it would have hurt as much. You know what I'm saying? It seemed a little personal. And, I mean, he had a great—and I mean, people were bringing up his numbers and shit over the last few games and stuff like that. Dude, he had a great ha- second half. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like He was a big
4: part of that win. He had a so great can, season, he too. He was, he was yeah, top yeah, he 25 said, in receptions and yards. Some some uh, little fucking white football analyst was on Twitter saying, this is going to be the end of his career. Nobody wants a player no, just, like this. That motherfucker
6: almost had a thousand <laughs> yards this season. He's a as, as number two. He's going to be just fine, bro. <laughs> <laughs>
5: So yeah, yeah, but um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I, yeah, I, I, I agree with Tyler in that sense, but I, I, I think like, man, if the roles were reversed, you'd be talking the same type of shit. So that's what's, that's what's weird, you know? What I mean, not just Eagles fans, but Eagles players. You, you go talk your shit when you win too. It's just what it is, you know? what I mean, so
4: I I I, 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 I get, I get what Tyler said on the like. It's because it was aimed at the specific guy, but knowing the dude and knowing his background, this is exactly what happened. Someone sent him that meme and he was like, That's funny. And he posted it. That like that's <laughs> that like that like that's what happened. And I'll say this. There's five thousand students at Long Beach Poly High School. If you had anything wrong with your personage on any given day, you were not walking past the black kids and you were not walking past the Samoan kids because they were both going to fight your ass up Fire and, it would, your a, ass and up. it would be a great competition for who would get fired up the worst and let me tell you this juju is half black and half samoan
6: <laughs> the force is strong within that one
4: that dude was piled on beyond belief for his entire life about being mixed race samoan he doesn't give a fuck about some dude made a bad play in a super bowl is piling on like that's just fucking life bro and it's football and it was all in good fun and if the Eagles had responded in good fun, to me, like, that's, that's what sports is supposed to be. The fact that they, this, you know, some of them get on Twitter like, that's too far, bro. <laughs> it's just like, y'all were trying to kill each other on the field like 36 hours ago, bro. <laughs> Let him post a weak-ass <laughs>
5: Valentine's meme and get his shit off. <laughs> bro, I actually forgot about them hallway sessions. When you just post them in the hallway, niggas would walk by and you just flame their ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, I forgot niggas was doing that, bro. I forgot about that. Just posting
4: up. Just firing motherfuckers up. There, a cu- there are up a couple too. specific areas at Poly that like from the from, I'm sure when Snoop Dogg was in high school through the 90s when I was in high school. And I know for a fact through now, it's like you could look at it and it would look like one of those mazes where you're tracing a really weird path. For people who were like, didn't have time to do their hair, avoiding certain areas. And that's where that was that kid's childhood. So Damn. I don't know what to tell you.
5: Damn, man. That's crazy. That's All crazy. Right. I forgot about that shit.
4: Um, let's make fun of someone ourselves. Uh, Kendrick Perkins with the following take on uh, ESPN yesterday. I, I, sometimes I think that the. You know, media is broken, takes are overblown and all this shit. But sometimes you see stuff and you're like, what are we fucking doing right now? And Kendrick Perkins went on ESPN to say, Giannis is the Drake of the NBA.
6: <laughs> what do you mean by that?
1: What did, he, I, did he, I didn't know. I didn't see no.
6: that <laughs> basic basically the premise? that was was that even when Giannis has an off game it's still a great game and he was like even when Drake gives us some mid it's still pretty good like that was kind of the parallel he was drawing there okay um you know Why I would I, you I,
0: choose to characterize that as being the, the Drake yeah I, I mean <laughs> I mean it was
6: <laughs> the I, I got what he was trying to say but he, he didn't quite stick the land in there and I was just kind of like yeah I don't know about this one big perk <laughs>
3: I I,
5: think, I I mean, just reading, just coming, going off the headline, it seems like he's saying that you know, like Giannis isn't as good as his numbers say. You know what I mean? Yeah, I there, thought he was calling argument. him a pussy. Yeah, I thought that, oh, I, I thought it was an argument. I thought I, I would hope he wouldn't call that mother. <laughs> I ain't nothing pussy about him. <laughs> but uh, I thought he was just saying that you know, like you know, like his his. Like, you know how people say Drake isn't like he's he's not the best rapper ever, but he has the num- best numbers by far. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I thought he was on like, like, like kind of like a bag Twitter take, you know. I, that's what that's what it kind of seemed like to me. From
6: but so I, yeah, yeah. It doesn't. Yeah. like
5: yeah. you said it doesn't quite stick the landing. But yeah.
6: I, I mean, I mean, if you want to do the Drake takeout, you could probably say that that's Bron. You could say like I always said, you know, MJ is probably Jay Z, right? Like you know had a had a, a a run where he was just that guy for about you know six years or so. Drake has had a run for th- going on damn near fucking fifteen years now where he's been that guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Might not have ever, you know, been the undisputed rap king that, like, Jay-Z was, but, you know, he's been at the top. You know what I mean? Like, so if you want to do it like a Drake comparison, I think it's Braun. But either way, it's just it's so clumsy to kind of compare the two, though, you know? So Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: I just like because ESPN obviously has had a number of these over the years. Like, I'll never forget the, like, who's who's now. And like, who's next on fucking Sports Center shit? That, that's a new ESPN thing. Who's the most Drake athlete? Who's the right most now? Drake athlete?
6: Who is, <laughs> the, who is the NBA's Big Sean right now?
5: <laughs> Which makes him seem older by saying who's the next Drake? Because Drake's like you know he's on the down you know he's not nowhere near next. You feel me? Like
4: right.
0: Attention, all wrestling aficionados! Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season.
3: as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast.
4: Turn every Thursday into payday with TNT Thursdays on FanDuel Sportsbook. Doesn't matter if you win or lose. FanDuel is giving all customers $10 in bonus bets every Thursday. Just bet $10 or more on a same-game parlay on any NBA on TNT game. Same-game parlays let you combine the money line, point spread, player props, and more all into one wager. Uh, Same-game parlays I like. I definitely like taking player props. Um, That's always a fun way to do things. Obviously, All-Star Weekend coming up, so I would be looking at an All-Star uh, bet as well so start building your own or just bet a popular SGP already made for you in America's number one sportsbook and win or lose you're guaranteed to get ten dollars added to your account if you're new to FanDuel just sign up with promo code J&J that's J-A-N-D-J exclusively on FanDuel Sportsbook an official sports betting partner of the NBA Disclaimer: Must be twenty-one and over in select states. Bonus issued as is non-withdrawable bonus bets, which expire seven days after receipt. Max bonus ten dollars. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com/rg. I want to talk about the uh, D'Amico. Ryan's uh, just got uh, hired uh, by the Texans. Very bummed out as a Niners fan. He was an incredible defensive coordinator. Very happy for him. Um, first of all, because he's a, a, a newly minted black head coach in the NFL. Second of all, it's with a team that he sued while he was a player, which is incredibly impressive. <laughs> uh, but D'Amico Ryan's in his uh, press conference afterwards had like the perfect mirror of the Key and Peele uh, sketch where he dapped up every black dude he saw and gave a very crisp firm handshake to the to all the white people who are congratulating him and tyler retweeted somebody who says i don't i don't have the handle uh with me at the moment but he retweeted somebody who said the nation is slowly finding out that 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 was not a sketch on key and peel <laughs> i just yeah like that's so facts like that it was just a, a perfect video representation of that uh life philosophy shall we say
6: yeah I mean, I I think the 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 bigger thing at hand here is, of course, you know that's is how we move in like the corporate world. Like as as black people, you know, there's a certain you know certain more 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 love, a, a little certain more pizzazz when we greet each other in corporate settings. A little pizzazz, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. My you nigger, know, a, a you little know more muscle on that hot dog when th- we you know shake hands or whatever. You feel me? But um, you know, the thing about the NFL is that you know the NFL it it is it is a a a culture where you know there are it, it, it there isn't a singular NFL culture like there is in the NBA, right? Like like if if, if you're the new coach of, of the Mavericks, you know, you're dapping Kyrie and you're dapping Luca. Luca mm-hmm. is <laughs> Luca is 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 of the NBA culture, right? Like you see guys like Tyler Hero, you know He's of the NBA culture, even though he's white. That's not the case with the, NBA, with the NFL, bro. Like that, that fucking locker room, it's, it's black, it's white, it's skilled guys, and it's, all, you know, O-linemen, all, all, all you know what it's I mean? Offense it's
4: offense and defense, yes. Yeah, right, right.
6: Yeah, it, it, is, it is a fragmented culture where, you know, I, I mean, the jokes are there, but, you know, shots on, on D'Amico Ryan for knowing how to maneuver through the multiple cultures that are the NFL locker room putting on display right there. So
4: That's a good point
5: what's interesting is i didn't even really until that that uh that sketch i didn't realize that i did it it was almost so natural mm-hmm. you know what i mean where then i was like damn like that it's so like <laughs> like we i mean we talk about how we moved if we talk about code switching but i didn't i, I you know I, you would i almost wouldn't even realize that i did it in the in the moment you know what i'm saying it just was such a so natural but it's like, uh, how like if you talk, think about, about
4: walking too much you trip like one of those right right <laughs> You think about it, like, I'm picking it was, up my left foot, I'm picking up It was foot. Like, it's like
5: right breathing. Foot. It's like breathing, dog. You're not thinking about how many breaths you're, you know, or when you're taking a breath, it just happens. You feel me? But, uh, but yeah, like Tyler was saying, like, I remember when like, uh, Zubac came in, we was interviewing him at my gig or whatever. And Zach came in with, low, with the, with the handshake. And I remember Zub being like... <laughs> So like we talked about it after, like, he was like, all right, like, what the, f-? you know, like, Zubak, bro, he ain't even from the stage dude. He was like, what the fuck going on? Like, bro, we ain't, you know what I'm saying? Me and Desai came in with the, uh, you know what I'm saying? So, like, yeah, like, it's, it's that, that singular culture in the NBA is 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 very, I, I've never thought of the, the NFL like that, but it makes a ton of sense. makes like, a ton man. of sense.
6: Fucking Chris Stapps, poor Zynga said he learned English by listening to G-Unit mixtapes, bro. Like, <laughs> like did, did you hear
5: Zubak in- talk, bro? I'm like, that's not. He talked talk closer to me. I was like, "Damn, nigga." We we saw we saw uh Luca when he said, "God damn," he sounded like he was from South Carolina, nigga. He sounded like he was from Houston, Fort Worth, Texas, or some shit. You know what I mean? That was a nigga that came out here. That was the ancestors that said, "God damn," when Luca said that shit. You feel what I'm saying? So, dog, yeah, it's it's so it's so, it's so different. That, but I've never really thought about that with NFL because I think it's like a. To me, I see a, a black league, you know what I mean? But it is still very segmented. It makes sense.
4: I think that's one of the reasons NFL guys often, um, including black players, have that sort of like very like uh, almost like a we don't see race type. Like you hear that a lot from NFL guys, right? Like a harmony. Like everyone can put aside their differences, like because that really is the experience of an NFL locker room—is you have, have dudes to. that are like really yeah. country fucking white guys, yeah. and then you have black dudes from Miami and Long Beach and you know wherever the fuck else. I, it is like a it, because there's so many people too, right? There's like 60 players on a roster. It is just like necessarily a very different culture than a basketball team that's like we got one superstar and we got two good role players and we got and other guys, you know?
5: <laughs> yeah. And them big-ass country bumpkins probably protected your QB, so thank mm, God for yeah. them big country bumpkins. Right. It's, yeah. it's, and the, it's, and it's, them it's. racism sandwiches they was eating, because, <laughs> you know what I mean? They the, 300 that racism all grotton, right. they was they eating. Op- they opened that hole up for you when, you when you run it through that motherfucker, you know yeah, what man. I'm saying? It's, bro, it's, it's, the NFL locker
6: room is like black guys from the city, it's white guys from the country. Like, you look at the parking lot, right. it's going to be F-150s, it's going to be Lamborghinis. There is no singular right. NFL culture.
5: Yeah. But if you was a basketball player, if you wanted to get some real hoops in, you was playing with niggas. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The AAU culture, you know what I'm saying? Right. A, you, know, you feel me? So.
4: Yeah, we like, to assimilate there, a little there, bit. There's an a, elite high school football program in Southern California that I will not name because uh, I know this information off the record, but they have like, you know, they play music at practice, right? So obviously mm-hmm. it's like, it's it, mostly rap. But then on Wednesdays, they'd have what they call white boy Wednesdays. And it was like they let the <laughs> <laughs> like they play ACDC or good <laughs> country music or whatever, right? Let them right? grab the ox, Like that's what me? the NFL – that graduates up to the NFL. Like you said, yeah, definitely not right, a monoculture. Right. Um, we should <laughs> – before we move off sports, uh, I did want to mention John. John checked the Carfax on fucking Patrick Mahomes, and determined that based on how he plays basketball, he is his father's son. Is that right? <laughs> it, I mean, I mean, how he plays football, you know, that's that's some that's some
5: season on that motherfucker. But I mean, I, I saw him cross a motherfucker up get in the lane, hit him with a real quick spin with the butter All I'm like, that's a nigga hooping. That's a, that's a dad, that's a son, a mixed kid, with a whole ass nigga as a daddy. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so... We would so I'm like yeah. He hooped like like his dad is his dad. You feel me? If he was a basketball player, we would have been no. We wouldn't been surprised when old boy pulled up talking about the Philly, you know, the, the Philly right. blood. You know what I'm saying? The burrow.
6: I'm smoking <laughs> on that burrow.
3: Smoking on that That burrow.
4: Uh, all right. Uh, I want to talk about what. Well, so Tyler's had some Republican round ball and some GOP gridiron. I, I got to get some Tea Party Twitter takes off real quick. And defend, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, for the first time in my life, defend Elon Musk because it came out recently that apparently he, he was looking at his metrics and didn't like that the president's Super Bowl tweet got more views than his Super Bowl tweet. So he called an emergency Twitter meeting. And said, Y'all better fix his algorithm and make sure everyone sees Big Muskie's tweets (laughs) before they see anybody else's tweets. He didn't really say Big Muskie's, John. (laughs) Of course. He might might as well. He's asking for that. (laughs) Now, (laughs) people are rightfully pointing out that he's an enormous dork and loser for doing this. But I do want to slightly take up for Elon and just say if I paid $44 billion for a fucking website, you had better believe you are going to see my fucking tweets. <laughs> your timeline. <laughs> I don't give a fuck,
6: <laughs> bro. Did, didn't didn't he fire someone for pointing out the obvious truth that like like this motherfucker pulled out timelines and graphs was like your peak you know viewership was here when you first took over and and there was intrigue and it kind of has leveled off since and he fired that motherfucker on the spot.
4: Fired him for telling him the truth about for why him people the truth don't. Yep.
6: With <laughs> empirical evidence, <laughs> with fucking graphs and charts, and he fired that man. Yep. Dog. He's a dictator. If I had that much
5: money to <laughs> fucking own it, about it, I wouldn't be on Twitter. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And also, the algorithm is bad.
6: It is bad. I don't see my favorite tweeters anymore. Dude, you know are, what you, are you on the Are you on the following tab? Because I'll I be on the know, for bro. you tab. Look at the tab at the
4: top you of your shit. You gotta switch over every time you log yeah, in. It's the most annoying shit. Oh, okay, it says following.
5: Okay, okay. Yeah okay okay yeah, yeah i was an, having to search for you yeah. i was having
4: to search your guys's timelines like tyler disappeared and y'all know i retweet uh, there might not be another living human that's retweeted tyler more than me bro.
3: <laughs> 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 that
4: algorithm knows that i like tyler's tweets and it was like nope <laughs> just slide him off the timeline
6: fucking rusty man, man.
5: the for you wasn't unnecessary though if, it's if, so if, unnecessary. if the, you know that's not so unnecessary because I I, I I part of like, why I don't get on as much. Like, you know, I would at least get on and, and look if even, I even didn't tweet. But because the algorithm was so bad, I'm not even seeing my favorite
4: tweets anymore. You know what I'm saying? I got to. So I'll I, I try to follow with shit. You know what I mean? Um. All right. Uh. So it has turned out that the potential UFOs were uh, all balloons. It sounds like um, balloons. Balloons.
0: <laughs>
6: <laughs> I blow her up. Where is balloons? It? What, is that? what <laughs> <laughs> are you referencing? That was the end reference. of Chris Bridges as we knew. It's a farce. <laughs> we Yeah, we, uh, we thought it
4: was aliens, but it was <laughs> balloons. <laughs>
6: <laughs> <laughs> Worst rap line of all time. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit
4: um all right well that's funnier than what i had but uh <laughs> but i, I did well, all i wanted to say was this for a brief period of time a, a couple of pro athletes that i follow were among the people trying to get the word out there that the aliens had already landed and were already walking among us uh like a scroll invasion or something but uh we obviously know that's not the case anymore However, I did just want to say I was reflecting on, y'all are familiar with the War of the Worlds uh, hoax?
6: Yeah. No, uh-uh, we're, I'm we're not. With this shit on the radio on, on Halloween, like 1931 e- or some shit. Yeah. So, yeah,
4: uh-huh. back in the days, I believe it was Orson Welles uh, did a radio show, and it was just like a pre-scripted play, John, about the mm-hmm. aliens had landed and were taking over major American cities.
5: People believed it, though.
4: People really believed it and because they like it was like one of the first times someone had like, you know, they faked like you would watch yeah. a TV show and they would do like a fake breaking news report or something like in a TV mm-hmm. show. They did that. And so everyone was just so like trusting, obviously, of anything. they It heard was the first time that ever happened. Yeah. So everyone okay. really thought for a brief period of time that, you know, the country was being taken over by aliens that were walking around destroying shit. And it, it, it was I think he, he did like a radio play based on War of the Worlds by Jules Verne, which is a um mm-hmm you know, uh, novella or whatever. So um, yeah. it just makes me wish that we could travel back in time and just, just rob what everybody. Was, I mean, like just the, the most good, <laughs> like the entire country was so <laughs> fucking gullible. Like if you could, rob but I just like think of it, like if you could just get in front of a microphone, you could literally reshape reality and people would just be like, and like everyone is so correctly suspicious of everything now. Correctly. But you could literally just go back in time and be like, uh, oh, there's aliens. And the whole country was like, what? Aliens? It's, Wait, it's, so it's so sort of inspirational to me. How did the people react? Like, oh, people where, did anybody? Panicking re- and, you know, like, yeah, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I just know and, it was but, like but, panic but, in the streets or whatever. But I mean, because it
5: takes so I mean, if it's not like Twitter where you can look at Twitter and see people panicking and then cor- 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 correct what's going on. How long did it take for them to say, like, yo, this was not real? Like how long did it take for them to 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 let the people know that yo?
6: I, I think riots broke out in certain cities and shit. Didn't it like okay, shit okay. got very real for a second because of that fucking hoax um, broadcast? Yeah, I think so yeah, it was Hg Wells. You... It was Hg Wells, not uh, Julius. Dog, Grant. if you think if you think the world's ending, motherfuckers gonna hey. My motherfuckers gonna smash and grab dog let me get some new boots right. <laughs> if, whatever the if fuck they was riding for die. in the 1930s salt dried <laughs> right. hams or whatever the fuck <laughs> right 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 eating
5: ham in my new boots i'm going out of class <laughs> <laughs> like, but, but it's just that's that's wild that's an interesting response to that uh, i was just hoping nobody like harmed themselves because of that you know what i mean like thinking the world was over
4: it was a Halloween episode of The Mercury Theater on the Air. Orson Welles adapted H.G. Wells's novel, performed it live over the CBS Radio Network in uh 1938. It says the episode is famous for inciting a panic by convincing members of the listening audience that a Martian invasion was actually taking place. Um, yes. So, remarkable.
5: I, I got to find this audio. I got to find this. I got to find This it's probably it's the fucking like, incredible.
4: <laughs> I mean, it's incredible
5: to hear because it's so, there's no way this is real. You know what I mean? Right. Like, in this time period.
4: He was 23 would, like, at the time. Orson Welles was 23 at the time. He was bringing uh, in a new wave, got man. Called in front of, he shocked got, the world. Got called in front of the FCC, had to apologize
6: uh, for- <laughs> Man, I had to apologize. Making grown people for, apologize for, is so funny. I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry for doing the hoax about the alien invasion, America. Please forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> the,
4: the front page of the new york times a1 which at the time probably felt like i don't even think we could imagine how famous he would have been to be on a1 of the new york times in 1938 radio like listeners a billboard in, on the
5: moon you know yeah, what i'm saying like right.
4: <laughs> radio listeners in panic taking war drama as fact many flee homes to escape gas raid from mars phone calls swamp police this was in new york bro
6: Unbelievable. Jeez. That's crazy.
4: These yeah. are the
5: smart people.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the city These are
5: the forward-thinking folks. Right.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, before we get out of here, uh, Tyler has inspired me, and I, I told him I wasn't going to tell him how until we got on the podcast, but it was that he tweeted a picture of his trusty companion, and I think you and I might be the last two people who are still on – The trusty click wheel ipod
6: (laughs) yeah that mother hey that motherfucking 180 gig ipod bro i'm never getting rid of that shit that's it's it's like legit my favorite electronic device i think i've ever owned in my life like hands down like you know for 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 the music that i have there for the memories that i have attached to it um i fired it up because you know unfortunately we lost uh dave from from de la soul uh, um on sunday um so RIP to him, um, you know, you see the the Tribe Called Quest poster in my background, like Native Tongues just means so much to me, means so much to to the landscape of rap. Um for, for those who aren't familiar, Native Tongues was a rap collective of De La Soul, Tribe Called Quest, Jungle Brothers. And basically, why they were so important, especially De La, because they were the first group to come out, you know, from from Native Tongues with, with, with their debut, Three Feet High and Rising in 1989. And what was so important about them is they... Rap was still young. Rap was still trying to, you, you know, finding its voice. Rap was still kind of lending a voice, you know, to, to, to young kids, you know, for, um, from the, you know, hood and shit. And these are some some kids from the, the suburbs of Long Island. At the time during the rap gangster boom, where N.W.A. was booming, where you know what I mean, like like KRS-One was on that tough guy shit, Big Daddy Kane was on that tough guy shit. There was a time where you really kind of had to have an edge to be, you know, taken seriously as a rapper. And these were some suburban kids from Long Island who were just like, bro, everyone isn't a tough guy. You know what I mean? And 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 that is so important to how it kind of helped, you know, rap progress because that's kind of the norm now. Like mm-hmm. you, you, you know, there's plenty of tough guys. You know, we got the Twenty One Savages, you know, the ESTGs and such. But they're not at the forefront as you know, like they were back then. Like, mm-hmm. and and the thing is, there's way less, there's way less tough guys than regular dudes. You know what I mean? So, so shit is kind of representative of how shit really is. I feel like now in in, in the rap game, and and De La Soul was just so integral to that. And R. I. P. To, to to plug to R. I. P. To Dave. So, yeah, that's what made me fire that up. And like I said, it comes through. At times like that, when I needed the most, like when Prince passed and he wasn't streaming, I have his whole catalog on my iPod and I ran it that weekend. You know what I mean? So, so, yeah, man.
5: This lets me know y'all was rich, dog. I couldn't afford that shit. I had to fake motherfucker. My shit lasted like <laughs> eight months. You had the Zoom? what you have? That shit Zune, that shit was, that, that had the Zoom. That shit cost what y'all had, cost like two ninety nine, one ninety nine, 99 or some shit like that. I had Zoom.
6: Only, I, I, Zoom was ahead of its its time with the whole marketplace subscription shit where you pay like $3 a month or some shit and you could have like, mm-hmm. you know, unlimited access to whatever they had on their library. They were ahead of time. Yeah, that. yeah. that was sort of like the first kind of streaming service that you had, kind of had to have a device to stream. And so, you know, right. kind of gray area there. But yeah, Zoom was ahead of their time, bro. John,
4: you know how I had the iPod. I think I told you this, but I I had financial aid to fully pay for my college tuition because of my Mm -hmm. mom's financial situation. And then I got a full writing scholarship to Long Beach State. And so what they did was they sent me the FAFSA money as a check. So when I was in college... I was literally getting a check for like $1,500 a semester cash that was like for school supplies. So that was when I really learned how to blow money. Like I had not previously had enough money to blow, but I would literally like cash the check, take Char out to a really fancy dinner, fill the gas tank up, buy myself a computer. Like that that was how I got a laptop. That was how I had an iPod. I didn't make that shit last, but maybe a week out of the whole semester. But I did Bro, a, but I did r- get the 60 gig video iPod. That is one of the things that I purchased. And it is the only thing that has survived, actually, Tyler, to your point. Like, this is the only Apple product not built to blow up after fucking 18 months. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've had mine for
6: shit, like fucking... 12, 13 years now. I bought it like 2010, I want to say. But, but bro, yeah, if I'm li- Tyler, if
4: I look at the playlist on here, I have the playlist I put together for our wedding. I have the playlist I put together for my dad's memorial service. I have a fucking anniversary playlist I put together <laughs> for the trip we took after we got married. Like, yeah, bro, this is my whole fucking life on there. And this shit still works.
6: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and, and the thing is, what's what's also super important about my iPod is, I've got so much shit from like the mixtape blog era that you cannot mm. find anywhere. You know what I mean? Like I've got fucking currencies. You know, summer two thousand eight run when he gave us like six mixtapes on there that you can't find streaming anywhere. You know, shit like that. So, yeah, it's, it's, you got Wayne I, on
5: there. Those Wayne mixtapes. Yeah, I, I like got squad up mixtapes and shit. Yeah,
6: yeah, I got the I yeah. got the the squad mixtapes. I got the fucking all three droughts. I got I got yeah. the motherfucking all the dedications. You know what I'm Louisiana, saying? Louisiana, so, all that. Yeah, shit. Yeah, man.
5: And I missed that shit I had them all on I actually had actual CDs bro When them (laughs) shits came out That's how long ago That came out bro
4: A simpler time A simpler time (laughs) All right, that's all the time We got for Jenkins and Jones We'll be back on Monday Hope everyone enjoys All Star Weekend Uh, Fuck Carl Malone And we'll see y'all In a couple days Bye. Bye Bye Bye